0: Welcome to the Agito podcast. On this podcast, I interview predominantly CG artists, artists that I find to be influential or inspirational, artists that create images or media that connects with the viewer or myself on a on a different wavelength, on a deeper level. I hope to share resources and connect with uh, people I've never met in person, and maybe never will meet in person. All of the resources mentioned in the podcast will be in the description, and I hope you enjoy the conversation. <laughs> Today I spoke to my friend Mao, Mao, uh, Mao, and I just went to Vancouver Film School together, like my previous guests. Um, we worked on a project together called Dead Horizon 90K for a little while. He is a compositing artist and a modeler, and we spoke about Vancouver Film School and finding a job and all that jazz. So, I hope you enjoy the conversation. So, where did you do a compositing program before that? What was it, a school in
1: Vancouver?
2: Yeah, so just nearby downtown, there's a school called uh, in, Focus. in Focus. It's a little bit smaller. Okay. Um, they had a... Uh... Compositing certificate program that was only like twelve weeks, an intensive twelve week program rather than like six months or a year. Mm-hmm. So I thought I'd give that a try. Um, but yeah, they teach you all, everything you need to know about mute basically within like twelve weeks, and you get a full get a demo reel out of it. It's pretty good.
1: Nice.
0: Um, did you feel like twelve weeks was enough to get your hands get your head around uh, compositing? It's always been my uh, weakness. Um,
2: yeah, compositing—it's because it's—I feel like it's so specific. Like I didn't even know what compositing was until I started that course. But um, I think the problem with the compositing is the program Nuke. It's so different than anything else. Especially everyone's using like After Effects or everyone has Adobe Premiere or whatever. And like once you open up Nuke, it's just all node-based. There's no, there's no timeline. Like everything's just feels random. Mm-hmm. So it's like twelve weeks just to learn that. It's like Enough. I feel like that's actually useful. They just teach you how to navigate and do all the basic stuff, and then it's like, okay, now you just have to put in the years of experience of yeah. doing it.
1: Yeah.
0: I the more I use um, node-based compositing um, or node-based anything, the more I enjoy it. It's, um,
1: it, yeah, seems, it's it seems really like good. a really.
0: From what I know, um, I'm pretty sure Blender was actually the first software to introduce node-based uh, editing.
2: Oh yeah, I, uh-huh. I I don't know the history. Of, yeah, but I just know like Nuke is all it's all node based. Like you can you can barely even access a timeline kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and all like the things like Hypershade and Maya are like they're starting to use more node based stuff. Like yeah. 3 has a lot of node based.
0: Yeah, it's. I don't think you could. It actually does have a tree view, but it's not very intuitive it's, it's to cool use. It's cool
2: that they give you the options that like. It's, it's like, okay, here's two different workflows that you can use, but they've tailored it more now where people are starting to enjoy the node base. Mm-hmm. I think it's more, you can do a lot more, um, what is it, like iterations on it a lot faster, where it's like, Absolutely. okay, I don't like this color, put a mute color in there right away to do it.
1: Yeah.
0: I, I've i been kind of, um, I guess leery would be the right word, to, to dive into Nuke. Um, just because I can't, I can't get behind uh, software that you can't purchase, or uh, software that is perpetually being paid for that you never finish paying for. Um, right. Yeah. I've been trying to do uh, everything in DaVinci Resolve, which isn't a bad. Um, well, I'm a huge ps- fan of DaVinci Resolve, actually. Yeah. Yeah, it's. I mean, it used to be ridiculously expensive. Um, but now it's free
2: The free version of davinci i i if i can like i love davinci for everything like color grading it's mm-hmm. just like it's so good and yeah then, um, like uh, editing it's you know you can't go it's a basic editing program no issues with it and then um if i if you figure out how to use the effects and stuff they do have like a node-based uh, grading system and like a node-based like effects the fairlight mm-hmm. whatever um I'm trying to learn more of that, but it's, uh, it's pretty crazy for a free program. It is <laughs> like we're almost absolutely. paying the $250 to get all the, all the little, little bells and whistles for like the $250 on yeah. The program.
0: Yeah. Um, so is there any particular reason you're more inclined to use uh, nuke over DaVinci?
2: Honestly, Nuke, but it's like, I figured out once you figure out how to use it, it's like, uh. I guess you, you realize the power of it. You go like, okay, I can, DaVinci, I can do these things if I figure out how. I'm like, yes, I figured out how to do everything and now I can just have to implement it. Mm-hmm. So Every time I go into you like, I'm like, okay, it's gonna take me like hours and hours to set this up, but I'm like, I can do it. And then whereas in DaVinci Resolve, I'll be like, I can only do these few things and I can't really tweak what I want. And um, there's a bunch of things that you can't do mm-hmm. for the integration and um, just too slow in general
0: mm-hmm. other stuff. yeah that's true it is um i think if you pay for the um full version then you get uh, gpu acceleration but i don't think the free version has it To, or it doesn't it doesn't utilize your your hardware as as well as it could um,
2: yeah and guess it's what kind of compositing you need to do as well like if it's just basic color grading or like little roto stuff or little like fixing I think DaVinci is like way faster you can do those really quick jobs um, if it's not that important but like for industry work where they're going to give you like the, the image sequences of like super high depth image sequences and you have to like fix all the the noise and the grain so it matches as well too and all that stuff like you is the only option
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah it's Ah, to make a software. So I spend way yeah. too much time thinking about it. But. No, it's hard to commit to.
2: Uh, also, yeah, Mute is just too weird. It's like, like, you take months just to learn how to navigate it. It's yeah. Terrible. Yeah. There's always,
0: I mean, any software that you choose, there's always a million gotchas that you kind of hurdle over about.
2: The thing about Blender and stuff like that, where there I guess it's a lower kind of learning curve to get into it, mm-hmm. because everything's. available and it's there so people can start doing stuff
0: much Mm -hmm. faster yeah I think uh, as as a piece of software goes um, a piece of software that you can do really anything in I'm not sure it exists yet Um, even I mean uh, I was trying to that's still what I've been trying to find because uh, my my disinclination to choose um, subscription-based software stuff that you can't buy like Maya or um, or Marvelous Designer, they switched to subscription base too. Um, yeah, I feel like it, you're just kind of you're always treading water. Um, you can't you can't just own your tool. That I, I hate the idea of that. And um,
1: but unfortunately, yes. there isn't
0: there isn't really a tool that just does one thing. Um, I was trying to do some some camera layout in Houdini, mm-hmm. and it it's so painful um it's it's a super powerful um effects software like uh you can even do cloth sims in it pretty well but to to move a camera around is like (laughs) you can just pull your hair out it's it's not good at all um and uh character animation too is a little lackluster
2: oh yeah some of them are still yeah they're just certain programs for certain things i guess that's how our the the industry works I don't know it's it's a shame with like uh you have to have like if you're a modeler you have to have um access to like five different programs that are all like you know all subscription based or you have to pay thousands of dollars for them with different tools for like if you're doing character modeling to have different tools for hair and different tools for skin and like it seems like a lot
0: yeah yeah one day maybe something will emerge and Autodesk will probably own it.
2: <laughs> That's the problem. Once once it's owned, then it's gonna be Like, oh, you, you just pay a uh, five hundred dollars, and then you have access to
0: all this stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm okay with Unreal Engine's um, platform where if you make over a hundred k, then you pay five percent um, profits true, yeah. to them. That's it. Seems pretty reasonable to me. Um,
2: I just wish there was more filter. I like, I've seen a lot of really bad Unreal projects though as well. I think yeah. the result of that. It's yeah. like, I wish there was a way to get, like, uh, kind of filter out some of the people that are just using it for like, I'm just testing stuff out or I'm just making this joke thing.
0: Hmm. Um, where, where do you find media? Like, how do you look for media? Um, um, for, I'm, for like uh, inspiration stuff?
2: Um, I'm like, I'm usually uh, always on YouTube,
3: Hmm.
2: Uh, I watch a lot of random YouTube videos where where, like stuff recommends, but there's also a lot of good, like really good tutorials that I just, even if you don't really like follow the tutorial, you know, just kind of watch and see what they do and be like, okay, this is an option for Mm -hmm. market.
3: Um,
2: Yeah.
0: Definitely. Is there, is there any um, uh, content creator that you're a big fan of?
2: Um, I've watched quite a lot of the um, the corridor crew mm-hmm. uh, YouTube channel they're the ones that do like the VFX artists react the animators react yeah um, but it's actually quite interesting when I when they went into because the, they're like they're all VFX artists and they go they usually get like the behind the-scenes information of what uh, how the shots are done so they go like how do you think they did this shot here it's like well let me tell you like this whole shot is all CGI and they go into the breakdown of how they did it and why it looks so convincing and like they'll also go into the bad stuff and like uh, how um why certain certain cgi doesn't look good or like what's wrong with this scene why does everyone hate it and i think that's quite useful to to see and they yeah. release videos like every week the great thing about youtube is they have like a, you know two or two videos every week or something so it's a lot of content to absorb
0: it is it's a lot i uh, i've never really watched them
2: i'd recommend this it's one of those ones where if you get into it then you just start watching all of them they have hundreds of videos
1: mm-hmm.
0: i am um, I've, I've kind of cut down on um, the amount of channels i find on youtube i uh i started using this um tool it's kind of a a plug-in for your uh, browser um, it's called newsfeed eradicator um, okay. it's a it's just a free plug-in it replaces your uh, it removes all recommended content. Um, oh yeah, and uh, just replaces everything on your home screen with a, a quote. Um, I always find that when I go to YouTube, um, there's generally a particular tutorial I'm trying to find, um, and I, YouTube has really perfected the the art of distraction. I think to a certain degree. Yeah, <laughs> I I always um, before I started using this, I would always. End up spending like I don't know, maybe twenty minutes longer than I initially yeah, exactly. anticipated. It's a, it's a it's a nice tool. It's um, it's free.
2: Yeah, it's, it's it's one of those like when I'm at home and I don't have anything to do, with, I just want to mindlessly browse like things like Reddit, where it's, you know you just never stop scrolling, kind of thing, or like mm-hmm. YouTube, where it's uh, where the the uh, recommendations are just endless. It's just so good to. To just absorb yourself and just get lost in it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's true too. Um. Hmm. Ah, man. It's, 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 we're so fortunate that there's so much free learning material on YouTube. I mean, so many people just have such high quality, um, videos.
1: Yeah, for sure.
2: No, it's, it's really good actually. Like, I, it's, probably true that like you could learn a lot of this stuff, you like learn in school, uh, in... Oh, my computer's being weird. I'm sorry. Hmm. Oh, can you still hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Oh, sorry, my computer was being weird. Um, yeah, no, I think... Uh, I can't remember what I was saying. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um,
0: you can learn most of the stuff on YouTube that Oh, yeah, yeah. In you Absolutely. Yeah.
2: But it's just having the extra like finding everything plus uh having the programs ready for you having that just that push of somebody being like all right do you do this one did you do this
0: mm. um speaking of schools um so were you from the the philippines originally um
2: i i was studying in the philippines before this mm. yeah i was in a dentistry program but i uh, i studied in i'm from canada i, I grew up in Canada in um, Vancouver
0: and then when did you move to the Philippines
2: it, it was uh, um, I'm trying to remember another year. I remember year I was there for three years for dentistry and that was I, I left in 2019 I guess
0: 2016 I was
1: there uh, where were you in the Philippines
2: uh, I was in the, um, an island in the south called Cebu, the second biggest city Mm. outside of Manila. Um, It's pretty good. That's where my uh, mom went to dental school like uh, in her youth. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's where she grew up and met my dad. So I thought I'd go there and check it out and also go to the same school.
1: Yeah.
0: What did you think of it? So you were there for three years? I was there for the three
2: years, yeah. I had two more years in my dental program. I was at an Mm -hmm. impasse where I was kind of like I, I'm starting to do work in clinic stuff. I'm like, Sh- if I commit to this, then I'm going to become a dentist. Is mm-hmm. that really what I want to do? And I was just thinking a lot about it. I said, you know, it's not really, it's really not what I want to be doing. I don't yeah. want to commit to two more years to it, even though I've already spent so much time and money. And uh decided to come back here and go to the, I just did the compositing program right away. But I'm just uh, kind of waiting for Vancouver Film School. And now, Yeah. Yeah
0: interesting so what was that experience like what um what was your program like for
2: the dentistry you know for yeah, yeah.
1: um
2: it
0: was, it's
2: different it's a different to study somewhere else like especially um the place where i was studying it's not not the greatest school it's like it's very very old and like it's around the, the around the school there's like slums and like um you know it's not a not a <laughs> Uh, fully developed area, but um, it was a really good experience. There's a lot of good people there, and um, it is weird to see that like people can still do like full-on dentistry stuff. They have all the tools and all the um stuff there. It's just like um, yeah, it's a little bit different, and everyone's pretty happy to uh have different tools and stuff. There's a lot more sharing. and There's a lot more like scheduling of. Uh, materials.
1: Hmm. And
0: uh, what was it like living in the Philippines? Did you uh, travel around them much or were you mostly in Cebu? Um, well, that, the great thing about yeah, living in
2: the Philippines is like you can travel so easily, like there's hundreds of islands nearby, you just get on a boat and like travel somewhere, you just get on a short plane ride and like, find a deal for a, a trip to like go to one of the smaller islands or something. Mm-hmm. I spent most of my time just traveling and swimming and snorkeling and like eating food it's pretty
1: good
0: yeah it's yeah it's so, I miss it already. it's so much cheaper to eat out in Asia yeah.
1: just... and that's
2: the thing yeah your your dollar goes so much farther yeah. where it's like I could study and live comfortably in Philippines or like I can barely afford my just to study in Canada you know like it's definitely part of my choice to go over there. Like.
0: Um, so, uh, how do you feel about the experience now? Um, I guess four years after, did, did you leave the program four years ago?
2: I guess, yeah, it's already been, been a while. Three, three years or something, yeah. Um, well, it was good. I uh, I liked living there. I think be, it's nice to try, like, you can only... Really do that. I feel like when you're younger, it gets harder and harder as you get older, you have more commitments and maybe health stuff in general. Yeah. So I thought it would be a really good experience to live somewhere else. Yeah. And somewhere completely different than Canada. Um, Get some connections there as well. I still have plenty of friends over there. Hmm.
0: Um, Did did you meet people in your program? Or um, what was the. How much English uh, was there? did you encounter?
2: That's a, that's a good thing about that um, area specifically, that island is, They everyone speaks English actually. Like they they speak their um, native language, like languages language uh, is in in that area. The Philippines has, every area has a different dialect. So like in Manila, they speak Tagalog, which is what most people like speak. But in uh, that area, they don't speak Tagalog at all. They speak Visaya, which is an entirely different dialect. That's like, not uh, translatable with, Tagalog, so they hmm. mostly they speak that but because it's like not the national language They also speak mo- a lot of English so that everyone's fluent in English and Visaya, and they speak a little bit of Tagalog
1: mm-hmm.
2: So all the classes are done in English, so especially the dentist dentistry um, Terminology with like the different uh, tools and stuff everything's in English anyway
1: mm-hmm.
0: Interesting Soft colonialism maybe <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah there's a big christian influence there in that in where i was for sure hmm. we used to do morning prayers like in the beginning of university lectures and stuff oh and yeah like, people would pray together before exams and stuff and like...
0: interesting that sounds kind of you don't uh, get that here no no, no yeah
2: no. <laughs> Actually, no, maybe it is like Trinity western, it's not like a
0: Catholic-run university. Yeah, there there are um, Catholic preparatory schools pretty commonly around, I mean, BC at least, but uh, Catholic universities or religious universities, not as frequently, I don't think. I think there are some prerequisites if you need, if you want funding from the, the state, then yeah. I, I don't i think you have to have a separation there. but i know they're pretty common in the states uh, i think there's a lot more um interconnectedness between
1: right.
0: religion and education hmm,
1: maybe
0: i'm thinking about uh my friends going to dartmouth and oh, yeah. I, I think it started as kind of perhaps not a missionary school but um uh, I think it has yeah, a bit of a connection between the church, more, more so than our institutions do.
2: Yeah, some of them just, I guess they have a history in it where it's like, oh, Christian missionaries started the school in, in the late 1800s or something, or early 1900s, and it's like, now, you know, it's, it just has history in, uh, in religion, but it's like, it's just a right like a uh, university, a private university now or something.
0: Mm-hmm. Did you, um, were you raised uh, in a religious household at all?
2: No, not at, not at all. <laughs> no, yeah. no religion. Yeah, me neither. Yeah. No, I, think it's good. I think it's fine. I mean, they, my parents gave us exposure to religion too. They're like, all right, if you want to, I think we went to church one time to like try it out kind of thing. Or like, we would go, to, there was like a random buddhist events or something they might be like yeah, let's try this and like japanese shinto like, apparently, like well, why don't we check this out but they were never like oh you have to be this religion
1: or you do this yeah yeah that's
0: a that's a good attitude for a parent to have i think but or i'm just letting your child decide hmm.
2: yeah i guess you're right just i don't know no they also didn't grow up religious too, so they didn't have any way, way to push me.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, getting a, a bit of a screeching noise. Um, so your parents were both dentists.
2: Yeah, just my just my mom there. My dad was a, an architect.
0: Oh, cool.
2: I think they both wanted to be artists, honestly. That's why they were supportive. when I was like, I, I want to stop doing dentistry, and like, I want to be. Something art art related, like yeah. 3D art or something. And they went, Okay, you know what? Why don't you give it a try? I think they were both jealous that they had the opportunity, I think they would have loved to do that as well.
1: Yeah.
0: Um your your dad is an architect in
1: Vancouver? No, he
2: was an architect in Japan, you know, oh, cool. um ages ago. And then uh, yeah, they're both retired, they're long retired, they're both really old, my
0: parents. <laughs> in um. Did how do how do you feel they influenced you? Uh, the, how did how do you feel their careers
1: influenced you? Uh,
2: they're just both pretty art. Like in a weird way, like dentistry is artistic. Like if you like once you start getting into the drilling and like the shaping of teeth and stuff, like like molding clay, it's like uh you know, kind of drilling like marble kind of thing. Like it's it is others artistic form to it. Same with architecture, you know, they have to design the buildings, they have to draw blueprints. But in a weird way, like they both were artistic. That's like, that does, I think that did get passed on to me. Like, like, okay, I feel like I do have things where like, I like specifics, I like drawing, I like, um, things like that.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, architecture yeah. sounds, it seems like a wonderful merger of STEM and the arts
2: yeah absolutely and uh it's absolutely art too like you see some of the yeah. really good architecture like just see a nice building in here but there's mm-hmm. no argument that that's hard
1: yeah
0: um so your, your dad is japanese
2: yeah my dad's japanese and my mom is korean
0: hmm. very multicultural
1: <laughs> yeah uh,
0: that's interesting I'd, i've never heard of anyone Going from Korea to the Philippines for, for school. Um, do you know why she did that? Um,
2: my when my mom went to school, it was in uh, it was in like the eighties, the late eighties, I guess. So she was in Korea. She didn't have like I guess she didn't have many means to go to like America or like Canada or whatever. Yet she wasn't uh, the, the closest place that had the like, took a cheap. Proper dental um, program was in the Philippines. And like she, she was also mentioning to you back then, like, oh, we didn't have like um, like a good model of like a human skull for like references. So, like, one of the teachers would, he like made a human skull out of clay for like hundreds of hours and like they would use it for all their examples for the whole school kind mm. of thing. So, like, it just seemed pretty interesting. and. Uh, she did end up getting her dental degree there and working as a dentist in Korea and in Canada. So, um, yeah, it seemed like a pretty good opportunity. And just uh, they—that's where my parents met. There, my dad was also um, in in Philippines. They were living in the same house, so uh, we ended up meeting there.
0: Cool. And and then you were born in Vancouver.
2: Uh, I was actually born in Korea, yeah, but I moved quickly over to Vancouver, mm-hmm. I, just, I both grew up here.
0: Yeah, so have you, did you spend much time in Korea? Uh,
2: not really, but actually like years later, like after I graduated high school, um, like I went to Korea to teach English there in a elementary school. Oh, yeah. I, I taught there for a year and then I studied in a university in Korea for a year as well. Cool.
0: Yeah, Korean culture seems super interesting. It's...
2: Oh, I love it. Yeah, it's also I guess I was just getting back to my roots too. Like I didn't know Korean well before I went there. I was just kind of get back into it, like learn more Korean, just learn more about uh, my culture and background and stuff. It was a great uh, experience. I definitely was worth living there for a year, especially like teaching English. It's a really good gig. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: What did uh, what were you taking in the university?
1: In I Seoul? took
2: um, yeah, I was a uh, I did um, life science, biotechnology. <laughs> hmm. It was like a mix of sciences and like uh, lab tech and um, kind of sort of lab chemistry. I don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's kind of the Koreans are South Korea really at the <laughs> forefront of that.
2: It's a big, it's a big program. Yeah, I think there's tons of that kind of work in Korea too, but it is just this general sciences more than anything, like, I just used it towards the dental program and then to get some of my prerequisites out.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Very cool. And um, what, what was it like uh, teaching kindergarten?
2: It was a, yeah, we actually taught more, uh, grade one to seven. Oh, okay. like the program was just like a co- Korean government program where they um, took a bunch of people from different English-speaking countries and they set them up in rural, elementary schools all over korea so that people can get like a better because they do have um in their national education program they have uh, english like from from grade one all the way to graduation so like they'd rather have proper english teachers with the proper accents to teach uh, how to talk and how to like and just correct students rather than having people uh, you know other koreans who can't uh who don't have proper accents or who don't might not know the proper grammar to teach it mm-hmm. especially in those really rural areas they've never like the area I taught like they, all the kids like even a bunch of the adults were really they look at me weird because I'm I look Korean but I speak English and I couldn't speak Korean well yeah so like they've never seen that before So they thought I was super <laughs> weird
0: yeah hmm. that's fine yeah. um so you've really gone to quite a few different schools um, is uh do you have a maybe a fondest experience? Like um Which which experience do you hold in the highest esteem? Uh oh.
2: yeah, it's tough fast, tricky. Um Honestly, um maybe it depends on like well, i I'm really I was really happy with um overall with Vancouver Film School. <laughs> in general, like everything that was provided. Um, and like, I think it's also just the the topic of study, you know, I was, I'm way more involved in this than anything else, for sure. Like even dentistry, I didn't put as much effort in, I don't think as a, as I did in my final project for VFS. So,
3: um,
2: honestly, I think the way VFS does their stuff was Pretty good, and I, I didn't mind at all the online stuff for
0: this whole semester. No, yeah, it, it definitely had a, quite a few positive qualities, um, and especially considering uh, we were, I think maybe the second second term to yeah, uh, so, right? yeah, kind of guinea pigs for online school. Um, I don't think they had done it before, and they set it up quite quite quickly and quite um, we used a. Platform called TeraDici. Um, did you use that much? I use, I mostly use my own computer. Um,
2: I I had to use TeraDici when I started this, this program. I didn't have a computer, so I was using a VFS rental laptop and it connected to TeraDici, and like all my work's been done, um, like with with the delay and with lag and stuff. But mm-hmm. you know what? It's it's not terrible.
0: Yeah, I think at this point, with most studios operating uh, remotely. It might be good to acclimatize yourself to it because
1: yeah, you're absolutely. going to be
0: doing it remotely regardless. So.
2: And I was talking with um, Casey as well, like during my interview, and he was mentioning that um, he like him and a lot of other teachers and professionals like they prefer doing the reviews online, like on in this kind of format because yeah. they can easily annotate, they can you know easily draw stuff on top of a uh, like. Go to a specific frame and just go you know take a look at this right here they can um take over somebody's computer and then you know like do something for them on the program if they want Uh, Mm -hmm. they can record everything um and then like we were mentioning earlier it's easier to kind of keep emotions in check where people aren't getting like angry in person That people aren't taking it as personally they're just kind of writing down notes um they can have like a bunch of people in the room from like he said he was saying um one of the other studios, they're getting their weekly reviews from people in San Francisco or something. Like their directors are sitting there in San Francisco, doing their reviews for them on Zoom, like or something every week. Mm-hmm. Because it's just more convenient, plus like more efficient. So yeah. it could be a loop to that where there's a lot more online stuff.
0: Yeah, I think there. We'll see. I'm I'm a little worried about all the Vancouver jobs um, getting outsourced. To the Philippines or India or China or yeah. Korea. Um,
2: but, sure, there's a lot. Man.
0: But barring that, um, there are a lot of benefits. I, I I've lived in Vancouver before, and you just spend you spend a lot of time commuting.
2: Oh yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, it's nice. It's nice to just wake up and start making art right away without the obligation of going somewhere.
2: It's true, yeah. I think um, if uh, if I had a, if I was hired somewhere and they gave me a choice to just do it all online, I think I would just have a setup at home. Mm. Like, I think I'd be more efficient that way. But uh, I guess it's fifty fifty. We don't know. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um,
0: the how did you find the mentorship?
2: Um, in Vancouver Film School in general, I thought it was. Pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's it's one of those things where you have to put the effort in, too, where it's like they'll provide people for you. It's up to you how much you want to engage. Um, it's hard to get out there, too. Like, yeah, every week they were like, all right, do your review sessions. You can come in and wait and talk to me if you want, talk to the other students. Um, I know I was there, like, um, not all the time, once in a while, but, like, just engage more with our regular, like modeling teacher like Francois um we just talk to him every week and like just have a lot more engagement with him um but i know some of our other classmates and stuff they would go to every single review meeting every single like teacher uh out like class time and they would spend hours talking to them so like if you're so uh, so inclined that you could definitely spend a lot of time getting that kind of mentorship that you want you just have to be, yeah, you have to be the one to go out there and talk to them.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, how did you feel? Um, so you had some compositing, and I imagine, I feel like everybody has some video editing experience yeah. when they start this program. Um, how did you feel your art progressed from from month one to month 12?
2: Because um, I... Uh... I decided to do the 3D modeling instead of VFX. I wanted to, originally I was going to go like a lot more into VFX, just get more involved with Mute, maybe learn more Houdini, but um, I ended up doing the 3D modeling instead. So like uh, everything there was brand new for me. So I feel like the progress was super fast where it was like, I was... Doing, I was just making a cube. I was having issues making a little cube at a uh, from day one, and then at the end of our term six, it's like I have a fully completed lit project with all these different textured materials and like this robot that moves and like I can animate him and like different lighting scenarios and stuff like. I think there's a lot that we learned in mm-hmm. in a year for sure, especially if it's something brand new. Like,
1: yeah,
0: I didn't think. Uh... I always really didn't like uh, modeling, but uh, modeling our characters, <laughs> Oh yeah. You, you you drink a lot of. Maybe sour medicine during the program, <laughs> <laughs> like things you're not comfortable with, but you really do everything, and you, know? you just get used to every part of the, the pipeline. It's, that's that's
1: true. Yeah. It's really
2: broad at first. Yeah, uh, absolutely. The
0: that we do. Yeah, and really from. I'm glad we started off in Photoshop and kind of the old old school way of texturing, and rather than going straight to some of the new fancy tools like Substance.
2: Yeah, Substance Painter is almost like cheating. Like it feels yeah. so all the smart materials. Like...
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I've heard um, a lot of people um, in the industry talking about how you, using it, you really don't learn how to texture because there's. There's just so many presets available that you just, you learn how to drag and drop, but you don't learn how to texture something.
2: Yeah. It's, it's just the industry favors things that have a quick turnaround that look presentable, I guess, mm. it's like that's perfect thing for that,
3: but
0: you no. Know. Mm-hmm. Um, so now that you're done, um, you, you just got a job as a TA at, at VFS. Um, uh, yeah is there do you have an ambition in mind as to what weird what direction you want to go
2: i'd say i want to try uh, applying for some of the bigger studios in
1: vancouver yeah. um
2: i know like a big goal would be like the disney studio coming in and like mm-hmm. anywhere or you know um but other than that yeah i just uh i would just like more time to work on my own stuff i think that just being a TA they give you access to your own computer you have the computer and access to all the studio stuff so um i think uh it's good to try that for now but otherwise yeah i definitely do i'm only planning on doing it for um, like while i'm still applying for stuff and if i get somewhere else then
1: uh
2: <laughs> i already let Vancouver film school know that it's um i'm gonna be looking for other stuff
1: mm-hmm. yeah that's that's
0: a a cool place to be in with your employer. Then, I mean, like you're in a very unique spirit to learn because I, I don't think when when you're when you're teaching, it's such a, a good way to learn. Um,
1: yeah, yourself.
2: Sure. It really enforces stuff. What like, you can teach something if you really know it like. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think uh, I'm interested, and in also yeah, just uh, all the connections and in, in person. There's mm-hmm. really a lot of Vancouver film school events. I heard that people are always hanging out, going to bars, and afterwards, you know, making yeah connections. So
3: cool.
1: That'll be fun.
2: Yeah, and it's and it's paid. I guess it's not great
0: pay, but it's like something.
1: Mm-hmm. Um.
0: Yeah, and I, I feel like uh, you will get a lot of time to just. Work on your own things. Demonstrate through your own projects. Um, yeah. So, um, I feel like I have some other questions to ask you. Um, we've been going yeah. for forty minutes. So, um, hmm.
2: I, I, well, what about you, Linda? Are you? Um, what's your plan after? Uh, after this, you're still working on your your reel, right? right now. Yeah, um,
0: yeah. I'm not sure. Um, I think my strengths are kind of in animation.
2: Um, I'm too stuck. You're like a storyteller, right? You to...
0: Yeah. Well, I think I think we all kind of want to be storytellers to some degree. Um, yeah, true. I'm not totally sure. Um, I think uh, I'm really kind of infatuated by some of the things you can do in houdini and some of the some of the creative possibilities it um presents um but uh that's it seems like a very herculean tool to learn it's like it takes forever there's so many elements to it um
2: yeah i think also that's kind of might be a benefit too because there's there's not that many resources to learn houdini and i don't think there's that many courses that like teach that houdini as well so if you can learn the basics of it then people might hire you just for the fact that you actually understand houdini mm-hmm. and they can like teach you from there Whereas so many people they don't even have the, the basis of it they can't yeah. get access to it or whatever
0: that's true um at the moment i i'm really interested in work, uh, crowd work, crowd, BFX. Oh, like simulation, simulation? crowd yeah, simulation. yeah yeah it's a it's called the agent system really and I don't. I don't know if that's the official name, but you use uh, agents and uh, you take usually a limbic animation and, and um, kind of propagate it across the scene. Uh, and you can get really detailed, nuanced results. Whereas um, it just seems like a smarter way of working. So, but the the issue with Houdini usually is you can't. You're not. It's a, It's always a catch twenty two. You're not going to get hired unless you have something to show, and you don't have anything to show because you haven't i think i'm just gonna work uh make some things on my own for a while
2: yeah
0: yeah um though with that being said i mean i i animation on its own just doing animation is, i, I find it satisfying so i, I don't really want to say no to any opportunities
2: um it's like would you be happy being an animator in the studio
0: i think so i think i would um
2: like, yeah. I don't know exactly what the scope of the work of animation would be. You know, like, I can kind of imagine modeling, but like, I, I, for me, animation was like too much of a pain. So. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: It's, um, it is a lot. It's so much work. Uh, I, I'd be curious to kind of get familiar with the motion capture workflow, too. I was kind of hoping to um, get a little more exposed to it at VFS, but with everything being remote.
2: Yeah, did you get into the motion capture studio at all
0: um no we did a head scanning um i got my head scanned so i have a 3d model of my head cool. um i think that they're they're going to open it up now um, with the school reopening but uh, during our year they didn't they didn't do any students
2: yeah no we didn't i, I actually i was asking them to a bunch of times i'm like i want to come in for certain things They mm-hmm. just kept saying oh yeah i just the." Uh, Give us some time, we'll figure it out, we'll figure it out, but we're already graduated
0: now. Yeah, our, our administrator, uh, uh, um, in one of the classroom meetings, uh, he was saying that uh, you'll be able to book time now and get into okay. the studio. So, I'm sure you'll have a chance. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Um, Are there any uh, resources or t- tools um, that you find useful for for, for improving or uh, that you have found useful this year?
2: Um, honestly, I've, I've watched a lot of YouTube videos, I feel.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
2: and uh, just in general, like uh, hmm. yeah, just in general, a lot of tutorials online, like it, every time I was trying to learn something, I just Google it and see like there's usually some kind of small tutorial on how to do something. And then um even in general, like uh mm-hmm. I would be free like the programs I use the most, like uh, the Maya. I would always be on the Autodesk website, like just, there's a search thing that there's for Maya, but you just search uh, whatever you need and then typically like just it's just like reading the instruction manual for all the different things. Like, basically like I spent a lot of time just doing that in subpinter, just opening up the Website for substance painter and just searching specific things that I needed. Yeah. The websites for those programs honestly have pretty good resources and they're the sources that you really want to, to know from as well.
0: Yeah, that's definitely the majority of my search history right now as well. Just how to XYZ. It's, it's in so mind.
2: good. I mean, we have to, we, you know, that's one of those things we have to do as an industry. Like people aren't going to be sitting there like telling us how to do every single thing specifically. So. It's like you have to know how to Google certain things.
0: Hey, Dad, can I call you right back? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I just ended end the phone call. Um, yeah, um, that's you don't know what you don't know. I think most of this program was just trying to. It was nice to be exposed to so many random pieces of software.
2: Just some, yeah, it's people like um what is it, different software, like, speaks to different people, so, uh, I know for me, like, we spent a lot of time in Maya, and I got comfortable in Maya, but I'm not comfortable in, like, ZBrush or, uh, other programs, really, just, they didn't really, but a bunch of the other modelers, they're Mm -hmm. not touching Maya anymore, they're only doing ZBrush.
1: Yeah.
0: ZBrush isn't...
1: It's, it's hard to learn.
0: I, I like it, but uh I, I don't use it much it's
2: also just i honestly don't really enjoy zbrush that much
0: mm-hmm. yeah it's uh it's a very tall mountain to climb, and i think it's for some reason it's difficult to learn it in tandem with uh with another piece of software like uh i don't know i, I think it gets this rep a lot but just the hotkeys are so wildly different that um...
2: oh yeah, and the navigation too and um just how it works as well like
1: mm. the,
2: the remeshing and like the the way that it deals with like polygons and stuff is entirely different than my own yeah yeah
1: hmm.
0: but <laughs> i don't think it's gonna change anytime soon no no i think it should
1: um,
2: no it, it's you know people who do use zbrush they're they're brush people like it's, it's like it's very artistic friendly too if they have like a, a nice intake that you can like draw on whatever um you have a good connection and zbrush might be like the closest thing to like sculpting clay and, and online
0: yeah um hmm. is um if you if you had uh, a boundless amount of time to 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 create something um is there a piece of art that you'd really like to see realized? Hmm.
2: Yeah. On. Um, yeah. When I came to the school, actually like I, I had a few ideas on little stories I wanted to tell for um, like my final project, but ended up doing the group project that I feel like it was more useful for me to have like, experience with other working with other people rather than doing that. But, um, yeah, if I had more like more time and money, I think I would try to just actually develop some kind of uh, short film. Like um, something maybe like space related. I don't know. I like the idea of like compositing and making 3D models for stuff in like space or like sci-fi kind of thing.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: It's something um, I would love to just spend a ton of time modeling a lot of really cool, good looking assets. You know and then um maybe send them off to, to animators and then lighters and stuff and then um yeah do something like that just uh not, not, nothing specific with story like i don't have a specific story i want to tell but it would be great to make something like pretty uh like something that like, when people say that, they're like oh how did how did this person even make this like it's so there's a lot of work in there. You yeah. have to do something.
0: Just... Yeah, but people just kind of, their mouths fall open when they see it.
2: Just like some of the stuff I see in, in just modeling and like people in an art station, you see some of the pe- stuff that people have made. And it's like, how is this even possible? Like it's, I, I have all the tools that they have, like, how did they make this? When I just do more stuff like that, where people are, you know, where they look and they go, how did this, how is this even possible? This looks real. Like, this is... Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, wh- why do you think you're drawn, the character you made during the program, um, he's kind of a, he, she, it's a she, isn't it? I guess he has, isn't um, it? It's kind of a scrappy, sci-fi mech. Um, yeah. wh- do you think you're drawn to that sort of... Um, that style, s- kind of? character i suppose um okay
2: yeah um, um i mean i'm a huge like fan of just like the steampunk aesthetic just like um i'm really i have, like uh i love um just like machinery just mechanical things i was like a huge fan of working with like gears and stuff and like legos and building things i like, think it's just a combination of those where it's like uh when i thought about like what kind of how would I want to build a character? I'd be like, I've got the other like Legos with pieces. I'm like, I want to build these pieces. i like, okay, how can I, where can I get influences from these pieces? I'm like, all right, machinery. I really like machinery. So I'm going to take a look at bulldozers and stuff and make parts of these, put them together. Um, and uh, yeah, take some inspiration from like steampunk kind of stuff, uh, dystopian things where I, I wanted like a lot of wear and tear, a lot of rust. Um, I just put that through with the uh, in textures and um yeah that's how i ended up with it
1: yeah
0: yeah it seems um i think that is probably what the the human society will eventually return to and decay and
1: <laughs> um, maybe yeah. that's a little dark but
0: um no, is yeah. there any media that uh, kind of influenced you in in that taste
1: do you think um
2: yeah i'd say i'm trying to think of specific examples but i mean definitely like some of the older animes you know like they're not necessarily like steampunk but this kind of dystopian style with like it's kind of rough around the edges um akira was one of my favorite movies for a long time japanese anime from the 70s yeah 70s (laughs) um very cool sci fi stylized um movie. Um like the mecha movies, like, like animes like Evangelion or like Gundam Wing, like those are, uh pretty big influences as a kid for sure. And I think that like um influenced definitely like the mechanical kind of stuff that I enjoy still.
0: Hmm. <clears throat> I, I haven't seen uh even, Evangelion, Evangelion.
2: Yeah, I, I can't. I don't know how it's actually pronounced. I always said Evangelion, right? But it might be like Evangelion.
0: Uh... I'll check them out. Gundam Wing. Yeah, I've um I've been watching some of the older, um uh, original
2: Ghost in the Shell. Um, oh, Ghost in the Shell is a good one. Yeah, it's really a good one.
0: Anime. It's. Oh man, the movies are really short, but uh, it's a very. I wonder if it'll ever come to pass i mean it's sci-fi but we'll see like
2: that the live action
0: movie uh just the, the the prospect that like a human's brain can be hacked and oh i see have their kind of identity stolen it's such a wild such a wild science fiction it
2: feels like wild science fiction but it's, i guess there'll be a point where it's like that might be the norm, I guess. Isn't it like a tipping point maybe once we can get our brains processed and it's like, okay, here's all the stuff we can do with it now. Yeah. tipping point where it's like, okay, we're digital. We're a digital race.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, it's very conceivable to see it happen. Yeah, I mean, let, let's say someone steals your social media and then conducts a phishing scam or something through your social media identity. That That is very conceivable. Um, yeah, but I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We we still don't really, I mean, our brains don't really inter- interface directly with technology. Um, yeah, but once they do, then... yeah, yeah, we'll see. I've heard um, our oh, I've I've heard a lot of people talk about Neuralink, and how do you feel about that technology?
2: it's it's i can't even comprehend it honestly like but uh, it feels dangerous i don't know it feels like a yeah. like a, a lot
1: yeah
0: i just i imagine so many so many problems with it i can't imagine um, let's say i have a bias about how something works uh, let's say let's say i'm trying to neural link and learn zbrush um and the person I'm learning it from has a, has holds some disdain for a per, particular portion of the software. I can't imagine that I I could transfer his knowledge and not incur that disdain. Do you know what I mean? That there, there's there's going to be so many little things like that that I, I don't think you could ever solve. That yeah, that's true.
2: Actually, um, there's too many too many subtleties. From what I understand that, like, people, we don't understand, like, know what, how the human brain works at all. So it's like, how would they even, even go about to try to work out these intricacies?
1: Yeah. Hmm.
2: It's nothing we'll have to worry about in our lifetime, probably.
0: Probably not.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Good old fashioned. <laughs> Spend five years learning it. Yeah. <laughs> Tried and true. That's what I like, though. I mean, I think through that process of learning, self, self-education, you really create your own style.
2: Yeah, everyone's, everyone's always learning, too, right? I guess It's easier when you feel like everyone's in the same boat where people are all learning. It's not just a, a bunch of people who are experts or know something.
0: Mm-hmm. So, um, Disney, that be, that'll be cool. Well, I, I um, I hope that works out. I <laughs> yeah, yeah. that that'd be that'd be really cool if you if you got a job at Disney. It's that would be a really awesome it's a opportunity. opportunity.
2: They're just opening up. They need a ton of people. Like, if mm-hmm. There's anywhere to get into a company like that. Like, yeah, might be the time.
0: Yeah. Um. Well, thank you for doing this, and chatting. Um, yeah, I no, I really no. hope um, I really hope we can keep in touch after VFS and yeah. I, I look yeah. forward to seeing seeing where your career takes you oh um,
2: yeah same too I mean I'm um, I'm excited for the future and I think uh, we do have these connections now I think it'd be cool to you can do this podcast you know a, a year down
1: yeah
2: us, yeah know,
0: yeah absolutely um